0: If you ever get a chance sometime during the greeting time, just pause for a minute and listen. Just stop for a minute and listen during the greeting. I'm serious. I do it. I stop and listen and I go, those are sounds that make God happy. God likes the sound of loving on each other. It's just absolutely fabulous. You can hear the joy in it. You can hear the goodness of God in it. The fellowship of the saints, it's fabulous, and we're destined for eternity for that very thing. It's a very godly part of our worship service. It's right. God likes it. The angels like it. Every occasionally, if some of you might think it's weird, but it doesn't really matter because I'm gifted and weird. But um, <clears throat> occasionally, I just feel like I can almost hear angels joining the joy of the fellowship of the saints on earth. And today, I'm talking about on earth as it is in heaven. The fellowship of the saints is very much a part of heaven on earth it's who we are who we're destined to be for all eternity to just love on each other and when we do that here as a as a group of believers or when we see each other you know one on one or whatever the wonderful thing about that is it's a demonstration makes people hungry for heaven on earth that's ours So, I really, really like this sermon. <laughs> I really needed it this week. I did. I said, God, I really need a sermon. And God blessed me. I mean, I'm thankful. I, you know, this is not about me. I'm just so thankful because I spend this time saying, God, what do you want to say? But I need it first. Always just always need it first, and so I'm just so thankful. It's not certainly if anybody, if any of you have ever given a word or whatever, you know that the full deal is not accomplished in you yet. Oh, dear. Oh, somebody wants to play words with friends. <laughs> Maybe it's a Wanda Van Auken. She does this. Seems iffy, but anyway. <laughs> anyway um, we'll ignore that Uh, but anyway we're going to talk about heaven today because if we don't get a heaven perspective we don't have the right earthly perspective has to happen our minds have to be changed so the title of this sermon is heaven on my mind has to happen so okay when I was I started to work on this. Actually, it's been on my mind for a while that I wanted to talk about heaven because it's a very big deal to me. But anyways, when I have I've had people die in the last number of years that were good friends. You know, I had a father that died years ago. You know, you there. All of us have had people that have died, and when that happens, um, you could either despair and give up. Or there's another part of us that we need to investigate about heaven. Find out some information. You know, we pray that prayer on earth as it is in heaven, but what does that look like? Now, a lot of us, and it's good, we say, okay, so there's healing, there's restoration, there's lots of stuff, and that's absolutely true and great. But the Bible has a few things to say about heaven that I absolutely love that is meant to change our lives here and now, present to future it changes us from the future to now that's heaven we have that kind of a perspective so anyway so i started thinking about it and i googled in uh heaven stories Under heaven stories, I found things like uh, Sid Roth had some things on there where a man went to heaven, he was dead for an hour and 40 minutes or something like that, and he went to heaven and he talked about the things that he saw. He saw Jesus and he said, everything about Jesus loved him. If you looked at Jesus' feet, they loved him. (laughs) I think about, for real, and isn't that a cool thought? He says, if there was anything, Jesus, with every part of his being, loved him. It was not, sometimes we say, well, I feel love here or whatever. You know, we do, but, you know, with your, with his feet, with his very essence of his being, he loved him and he could tell. He could just look at him. There was this amazing love. God 100% for him in that grade. So I had stories like that. Then I also, it's, it's a fun thing to do, by the way, if you ever want to, you get some good things and some not so good things. Then I flipped on the TV while I was, I don't know, I was probably eating or something, I can't even remember. I flipped on the TV and Family Feud was on. <laughs> that was the spiritual side of, no. Actually, it was really interesting. Family Feud was on and there were two families and it was interesting because I never watch Family Feud. I don't even know what channel, when, nothing. It's like, I could give a rip about that show, but it was on, and what stopped me was, the question was, what is it that most people want to do when they get to heaven? I was, I think it was a God thing. So, and it was interesting. Some people wanted to sleep, like, forever, just sleep. Other people wanted to eat. One guy wanted to watch TV. I won't tell you what this other person said, I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but you know, it wasn't really godly. (laughs) The way they said it, okay. So, um, and I go, that's really interesting. But the scripture that comes to mind is, they don't know the scripture, and they don't know the power of God so they don't there's just like this whole ignorance in terms of what heaven looks like you know and it's not that we're not going to have fun we are so going to have a good time but there's just this funny perspective as people start talking about heaven and the thing is is in this day God is giving his church a revelation of heaven that's new it's a new deal And we've all got to have it. When we encounter issues, we have to go for the heavenly perspective in order to bring it to earth, and that's what we're called to do. We've got to go for that. That means you've got to investigate. You just don't go, whatever, I hope so. There is a thing. So this is what this is about. It's certainly not exhaustive. I can't cover everything exhaustively about heaven that is in the Bible, but I'm covering some of it, and you need to get it You can find it, you can look up heaven in a concordance, you can find lots of things, but you need to look at it and meditate on it. And so we've prayed in this place about um, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and we like it and we believe it and we want to do it, yeah? So then we go, what is the will of God in heaven? because that's the substance behind it so we can stand on it. If you say, sometimes this thing, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, there are some people that go, your will be done, okay, whatever the Lord's will is. (sighs) Find out. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) You know, we do this thing, like maybe, you know, maybe he wants me dead. Maybe he wants, find out. Find out what is the will of God in heaven. So that's what I started to do. What does the will of God look like? What is going on in heaven? What's it for me personally? What is my identity in heaven? How does God see me? What's going on in heaven that's personally about me, but about the body of Christ at large? And so I start to look, and I go, okay, so here's some things that I'm going to rip through. You can write the scriptures down. You can do nothing with it if you don't want to, but if you do something with it, it might pay off just saying. One of the things that we have to do first of all in Philippians 3:20 20 and 21 it says for our citizenship is in heaven from which Ooh, For our citizenship is in heaven from which When somebody says, where are you you from, you probably say, I'm from Rochester, New York. They go, oh, yeah, upstate New York. Or you could say, I'm from Mexico. Oh, yeah, Mexico, they speak Spanish there. People identify what you're like according to where you're from. However, I bet you've never said, I'm from heaven. (laughs) According to this, it's true. I'm from heaven because my citizenship is in heaven from which... From that place of heaven, I eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform my lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. How cool is that? I'm from heaven. He's doing this mighty work in me. There's this change happening. God's about to make me look like him. Woohoo! hoo Citizenship. Important grid. Also, we see in Ephesians 2, verse 4 But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sin, made us alive together with Christ by grace you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now what was God thinking when he did that when we were already we were dead in our trespasses and sin? What was he thinking? He was thinking grace. Amen. His plan from the beginning of time which is there was where was that beginning? God has no beginning. He was thinking that he would show and that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Then it goes down in verse 10, it says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we see here... That actually, he's got this plan. It's pre planned. It's not conditional on how great we are. He doesn't wait until now you're a good person. Now you're really flowing in the spirit. Now you're getting it right. He's not waiting for that particular thing. It's while you were dead in your trespasses and sin, he paid the price. Yes. It's done. And he seated us with him. He said this, he accomplished it legally. Doesn't mean we're perfect, but he did a thing. Therefore, now that your heart is following after God, how will he not with that freely also give you all things? You get it? It's cool. And then we see in First Peter, let's see, First Peter 1, yeah. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. You have a heaven reservation of good things that cannot rot away. Nothing can happen to your inheritance. Nothing. who are kept by the power of God. I love that. God keeps you. He will not just drop you someplace and say, whatever, you know, who are kept by the power of God. I think that's really encouraging. Do you have the power to keep yourself? Well, probably not on any given Wednesday afternoon because Wednesday afternoon can stink. I'm, you, you follow? I'm just naming that day, but it could be any day. It can be difficult, but God keeps us through the difficult times and through the good times. So it's really quite wonderful. And then it says, um, let's see, in this, I love this because you got this this whole thing of He's keeping you and He's already taken and given you this, this inheritance inheritance, and in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you encounter various trials. Therefore, we see this thing of our inheritance for heaven is supposed to change our grid on a bad Monday, or a bad any day, or a bad season, a bad week. Just, you know, when we're bummed out or whatever, actually there is this thing that's supposed to shift us by our grid about heaven. It's not like I can do it, I'm going to make it, whatever. It's when I look at heaven, I say it's all accomplished. God did it all for me. He loves me. He already did this, incorruptible, undefiled. He's the one that keeps me by his power. I worship him. I'm going to look at him. I'm going to follow him because he's going to do this whole thing. Yeah, I'm having a bad day, but in this day, I'm going to rejoice because God's given me everything he has, which is everything there is. Therefore, we get a grip. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. That's verse 13, same chapter. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yay. So, I like those verses so far, don't you? That would be good just with that. But we, I have more. (laughs) But isn't that great? Love it. I mean, it's some of you I know, you've heard it before, but tell me, Paul Daniels, have you ever gone to meditate on that again? I know you've taught on that stuff. Do you ever go back there? Sure. Absolutely. Probably fairly recently. I, wh- why I picked him is because I know he's taught way back when on that kind of thing. How cool. But we never tire of it because our, our minds and our hearts have to go there for steadiness Amen. and for joy. Okay, so then um, we have this thing of what does heaven look like? How do we see heaven in the Bible so that we see what the will of God is? What does that look like? And with that, you know, you could go a lot of different places, but I thought a great place to go is in Revelation 21. It's a good chapter. So I'm going to read and I'm going to pause at places and we're going to talk about these. Th- what I found in this chapter is there are particular things and we can say, well, that's just for the future. No, remember, we're going to the future and we're bringing it to the present. Amen. It's what we're doing. Why? You'll see what I mean. It's meant not just for way up the road. Eternal life begins now. So it says... Uh, uh, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, also there was no more sea. So in other words, we're saying this is a description of heaven. All right? Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. So we go, why is that in the first thing we see a bride? What does that have to do with? Well, intimacy. Heaven is meant to be, we're meant to experience intimacy with God in that place, but are we meant to have intimacy with God here? Absolutely. So, heaven comes to earth. We begin to declare on earth as it is in heaven. We have intimacy with God. Why? Because it's in heaven. It's already been done from eternity. It's done, and therefore, we can walk in it. We don't say, I can't wait to get to heaven to have this. It probably will be better. Anybody ever died and gone to heaven here? No, didn't think so. So, but we hear about it. The intimacy is great. But right now, we're meant to have that. Yes. Verse 3. I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Now, we can read this as that just kind of flows really nice in the New King James Version and all that kind of stuff. But here we see an essential need and longing that every person has. First of all, we need God's presence. We're hungry for it here. We're totally hooked. We want God's presence. Also, it says he'll dwell with us. We belong to him and we'll be with him. He'll be with us. We'll be with him. There's all that whole kind of thing. And when you are looking for uh, the, the human need is that we have somebody with us, yes? That we know somebody intimately, that they're always on our side, that they're totally with us. He says he will be with us, and that's a ri- belonging. Very big deal. When you study education, one of the things that you do in classroom management is a child will act out if they don't have a sense of belonging, God knows that about us. You have it too. I don't know if you act out or not, but that's part of the deal. We have this thing where we need to belong. It's a very strong sense in humans, and God's provided for that in heaven. Also, we see in verse 4, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Okay, so we see this thing of God wanting to provide freedom from pain, sadness, and from former things. Anybody ever get stuck on a former thing? We all do. God says, I've provided for that. It's not, in heaven, that's not going to be. On earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord. Freedom from the former things. Good. Death has no power. On earth as it is in heaven. You follow what you're just taking that and saying, on earth as it is in heaven. So we have these wonderful things. Freedom from sadness. You know, like, by that, I don't mean we won't have emotions. And nobody's condemned if they get sad. However, God has a way out and he has a way of strengthening. I speak from personal experience. I'm not just trying to put something on you because I'm just happy-go-lucky every minute. I have my days. So do you. But God, when when we get in those days of pain or difficulty, or we're experiencing even the death of a loved one or whatever, the thing that has to happen to get us through is not some kind of denial. But it's the thing of saying, what does heaven look like? And it changes what happens inside. Changes where we're at. It brings healing. Then we see in verse 5, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I love that. Just for a minute. I'd like you to just shut your eyes and think of something. Ask God, what is something you want made new in your life? Just shut your eyes. Don't look at me. God's response to that is, Behold, I make all things new. Write for these words are true and faithful he will be faithful to his promise they're true what he's promised to you he says yes again yes and amen in christ jesus it's been paid for it's done in heaven and he says that you can open your eyes he said to me it is done i am the alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. In other words, that's what he's like. He'll give you everything you need. He gives, you know, when we're thirsty, and we do get thirsty, and we get hungry. A lot of it's for him, and he says, I'll give it to you freely. And then we have, he has this inheritance for us and sonship. He who overcomes will inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Now you go... How does this fit with heaven? Well, it fits in heaven because it's all in that description of Revelation 21 about heaven. That was the vision of heaven. Sonship. Do we have sonship now? Yes. Absolutely. Why I'm saying this is because I'm trying to show you what he's describing in heaven actually is a thing that he has for us now too. I'm making a point. You get it? Isn't that cool? It's not just for off, 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 way whenever. It's, okay, heaven looks like this, so when I say heaven on earth, and I say, okay, then heaven influences earth, and it, I bring it into the present because that's what it looks like. And even though it's in the la- next to the last chapter of the Bible, it's still met for now as well. Yay? Okay, so... Um, Here's an interesting thing. I found within this chapter this one little verse. Maybe, yeah, it's just one. And I go, wow, what's that doing in there? Because you get all this great stuff. But this is what it says. See what you think. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murder, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all I else shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, we could go to a whole sermon on hell, but I'm not. Yeah. I don't know who said that, but that's not what I'm doing. Here's the deal, here's what I liked about it, and this is a little different thinking about that to me. All that's saying is, heaven does not look like this. Isn't it great? Who would want to go to heaven if there were all these cowardly, unbelieving, abominable murderers, sexually immoral sorcerers, idolaters, and a bunch of liars? It wouldn't be pretty. And God says, that's not the part. They're, They're not in, that's not happening in heaven. This stuff is not there. And then I love this too. Uh, he himself is the temple and the light. He says in verse 22 I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The lamb is its light. Now, what I like, you know, when I was thinking about this, you would go, great, it's light all the time, that's terrific. No need for something else. God's provided light, I'm so happy about that. And so then I go, why did he pick? You know, we'd say the Holy Spirit had fire, you know, at at Pentecost, and there was fire in people's heads. And we go, why the lamb? being the light jesus is the light we go that because we know it is and we kind of rip past that but jesus he could have just said jesus is the light why the lamb i'll tell you why in heaven we can live in the light because the lamb has paid it all it's in that great so we live in the light of the lamb do we live in the light of the lamb now yeah We have that same freedom. Say, the lamb has paid it all, I'm paid for. Whatever is done, I am forgiven, I am wiped clean. Yea, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Therefore, I live in the light of the lamb. Heaven will be a blazing example of what the lamb did. But down even on earth, I'm to experience complete forgiveness. The lamb paid the whole price for complete salvation. Everything there is. Therefore, I live in the light of the lamb. What does that mean? His light says I'm saved, and that His light says I'm healed. His light says everything Jesus did in the New Testament. Yahoo! We should be rejoicing, but I've got to get my grid changed so that I can walk in it. You get it? Otherwise, I don't have the faith. I don't have that thing in me that says Jesus did it. Okay. So, I love it, too. It says the thing about it the, uh, let's see, let me find that spot. And the nations are saying, walk in the light, yeah, hang on a second. Anyways, it says, it's never dark there. The thing I love about that is the blood of Jesus always covers. Now, we all have our moments where we could have a bad attitude or something floats through our brain that shouldn't be there. It can be the enemy. But you follow, we're still bought. I I just love it. It's so good. All right, so then, um, and then there's this one. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. Isn't that good? The nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. It's extensive. It's not just you personally. You know, we have this thing, it is personal. In other words, I'm to have faith that I'm saved and that the price has been paid, but because I'm saved, it influences my nation. Therefore, we have another thing to say, on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, it influences nations because I'm saved. Therefore, I have the right to claim and to declare and say, this is going to affect the United States of America, Mexico, or wherever you're from. I have right to claim that because the nations of those who are saved, are you saved? Then we have this influence in the heavenlies and on earth. In Revelation 22, I picked a few verses. And he showed me a pure water, river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of the street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. It's wonderful, but let me just say what this involves. These, I made a list. This is what we have in heaven that is meant for us. Life. River of life. And to have life healing for nations, freedom from the curse, the presence of God and the Lamb, the kingship of a good God and the Lamb, servants that serve Him in that great will see His face. Are we meant to see His face now? Absolutely. Maybe not the same as heaven when we'll see him face to face, but yes, we're to look into his face even now. We will visually be named as his. The writing on the forehead says I'm his. We should be known now. We don't have something stamped on our heads, but there should be this awareness that when somebody looks at us, they go, hmm, hmm. I wonder where they're from. Heaven? No. <laughs> but that name of God should be honest. And I do believe, it's so interesting, people do see it, even though they don't know what they're seeing. They see I'm more aware of it as time. It's so interesting. I walked along the lake yesterday, and I said to Kathy, you notice people are saying hi to me. Now, I'm not, I'm not particularly. Look, it must be that I'm so cute today. I didn't look that cute. But anyway, <laughs> we're walking along. But you know what? Is I'm becoming aware that as we walk and talk in places, be it your job, along the beach, wherever, the people see more than they know they see. on earth as it is in heaven there's no night there god gives the light and it says this is this is an amazing thing to me the king of kings and the lord of lords who's worthy and holy from before time began, says, and they shall reign forever and ever. That's amazing. They will reign forever and ever. So we have to have this perspective of coming from heaven as a citizen, few um, years ago, I don't remember if I actually told this in another uh, sermon, but it was really significant to me. And and honestly, I don't remember if it was a vision or a dream. I I just can't remember, but it was so clear either way. It's like I was there. But in this, if I did just listen again, it's good. In this, there was a ladder going from where I was uh, up to heaven, and there were multitudes of angels that were along, and they actually, the angels formed a ladder. So in this, you know, you'd, was, I, you might think it's weird, but it is what it is. So in this, you would actually like step on, a, on an angel's thigh, you know, they, they provided the walk up because there were so many of them, it wasn't a problem. You didn't need a wooden ladder or a golden ladder. They, they themselves were the uh, way to get there, and it wasn't like you had to work hard. It's just that you were going up, and there were angels on both sides, and there were many, many angels, and you were just, you know, walking in this place. And, and it was, it was, there was a lot of love, but in, in this vision, I stopped to look in one of the angels' eyes. I just stopped. I stood where they, and I looked in the eyes of this angel, and the thing was, there was so much love, and what the word was for me is, you have no idea how much heaven is for you, that they are so for you. They're so backing you up. I mean, he makes angels ministers. We have God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all for you. You have the saints that have gone on. The, you know, the cloud of witnesses that are cheering for you to keep going. There's all this stuff. Heaven is like more than you know of 100% for you totally. They're for you in your calling and in your purpose and in your healing, in everything about you. Therefore, when we participate, we participate with heaven. Therefore, when we start to declare and say, hey, you know what? I'm declaring this because this is the purpose of heaven. I'm not just saying it because I'm crazy or far out or anything. I'm saying it because I've got all of heaven backing me up. So when we speak a word of deliverance and tell something to leave, it's got to go. It's my word in the name of Jesus, but it's also all of heaven saying, yay and amen, we're for that. That's what's happened. When I speak the word of healing, I say, it's because he healed. When I speak light into the darkness in a dark, dark place, I say, there's going to be light here. Why? Because I'm bringing it. I came from heaven, and I'm saying it's got to be done. Yeah. It's true, and you're called to do that. It's not just a crazy person me, but I want to do it more and more and more. I don't care how outlandish. What have you got to live for besides it? We can grouse around and get miserable and wonder, but if we check out heaven and find out what's there for us, we bring it to earth. On earth, as it is in heaven, you got to make it your business to find out what's going on. And then we change everything around us and we say, it's not happening here because that's not happening in heaven. And when we begin to speak, there is the authority, yes, that God gave us, but it's the authority of heaven. You follow, you're a citizen of heaven. North Chile, Rochester, Gates, whatever, Greece, you know, whatever, you're, that's not your home. You're from heaven, therefore, and it doesn't mean we do things like, we speak just these things like, um, uh, I declare from heaven that, um, let's see, let me think of something, that John Lampanero is going to buy me a pizza and give it to me on Thursday. I mean, well, that's, that's, that's just stupid. Okay, there's no pizza in heaven. No, I don't. <laughs> kidding I don't know maybe there is probably if there's an Italian section there will be anyway (laughs) don't know but anyway the thing that is wonderful though is the things that really count there is multiplication of bread and so we all have to do this we have to stop when we pray we stop when we're in need We stop and we say, Lord, show me what's in heaven for this. Give me eyes to see because the blind aren't there. So, therefore, I must be able to see in heaven to see what you have for me. Help me to hear what it is you want to do. What's being done in heaven for this person? How do you see this person in heaven? How do you see me in heaven? How do you see this group of people? What do you want to do in this country? How are you seeing them, Lord? Who are the saved? in? The, is this nation, they're coming to you because you have people saved? gives you a whole different perspective on places like, is anybody saved in China? It's a nation on its way. How cool. You get it? God has to change our mind. And then this group of people in this place, as small as we are, will become world influencers of on earth as it is in heaven. And it changes earth, not just in this territory, but territory after territory after territory after territory after territory after (laughs) territory after territory. We are influencers in those places. And that's what God wants to do here. Therefore, when we sing that song, I see heaven invading this place. Anybody ever get that thing right in your gut or wherever you feel it? When we start to sing that, we've been singing it a lot, and I love it, and I have it on my iTunes. And, but you know what? Because something in us is calling to say, mm-hmm. new hope, call for heaven on earth. Call it forth. Be a changer of the atmosphere. Be a changer of where you work. Bring heaven to the places where you are. It's your inheritance, and you're a citizen in that place. If you go to the place you know where you're from, you feel like you've got something going on there. You can bring it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're from heaven. Mm -hmm. It says so. Therefore, we speak out of faith, faith that moves mountains, faith faith that sees healing, faith that sees deliverance, faith that sees salvation, faith that sees whatever you can fill in the blanks. So, I like that. I have one thing more I want you to do because I'm a teacher and you know I always have something for you to do. Oh, I'm good I did that pretty fast so what we're going to do is I have a few things I would like you to consider here's one of the things that we have to do in order to be, everybody's not everything okay because heaven has a perspective on you what you're calling what your destiny who you are heaven has the view of you and wants to, you to know what it is you follow we know heaven's for us. We know certain things. But what I would like you to do, and you might be smart if you had a little piece of paper, because I'm not going to give personal words to everybody because I don't have time. If you want some, you can come later. But what we're going to do, and you need to know this yourself what is heaven's perspective of who I am? You need that. You may not know it, but you, I, as I did this, I started to say, Lord, who am I? How am I known in heaven? Yes, they know my name. They do. You're known in heaven. How am I known in heaven? What, is, what, what do they think of me? What am, I, what am I doing? What's that great cloud of witnesses cheering me on to do? And so then as we get that revelation, you know what happens? We have confidence to do your calling. Amen. And God's all about having confidence to do what you're called to do. Okay, so... You might either you can do this. Some of you take time to do this, which is absolutely fine. Some of you will get it just like that. doesn't matter. You need to either write down the question or you need to ask fast, and you need to write down the answer then. Okay, so you've got like 30 seconds. Go. okay, you can take more time later. You need to ask from time to time. What is it you have for me, Lord? What's the perspective of heaven on who I am? And then we function in that identity. Here's another one. I need heaven's perspective on my loved ones. Here's an example of this. My mom is old, and she has trouble with her eyes, trouble with her um, with her back and trouble with her ears. And she's old. And it gets tricky when somebody's old. You don't always know. You go, well, are they too old to get healed? Well, no. (laughs) I don't think so. But we need, I asked, I started asking God for a perspective. How does he want me to pray? Because I'm not going to just say whatever, but how does he want me to pray? And Sometimes he wants to do something in the spiritual realm, so he he wants to give her eyes to see in the spirit. I didn't say this to her yet, actually, but I'm claiming it anyway. Eyes to see in the spirit, ears to hear his voice, even in a clearer way. He wants to give her a backbone that stands strong no matter how old she gets. So I begin to declare that, and as I declare that, the faith increases, you begin to believe, yes, for the physical healing, but whatever you're declaring, what you think heaven is, you get it, so you ask him for a perspective of what to, you, right in the time now, what heaven's perspective am I supposed to be declaring over that person? Is that good? Y'all, anybody have a loved one that has a problem? Okay, then that, that, that's something you need to do. What, how is heaven seeing this? What does he want to do from heaven? Remembering, as you search heaven, there probably aren't any bad backs in heaven. You know that. We, we know that from here. We, this is not new news for most of you. So we begin to say, what's going on in heaven? What am I supposed to declare over them? What can I go for? And how can I build my faith to go for that? And now, here's another one. You need to get your get heaven's perspective over about your enemies. People that have offended you. Okay, so because in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for you, get it? When we were still enemies, therefore you have to find out even if they're an enemy and seems like they're not godly, what's heaven's perspective of them? And what does he want you to do to bring heaven to earth for that person? You follow? You're, You're meant to change things. You're a citizen of heaven, so what are you meant to do? You also need to get heaven's perspective of the things that challenge you in your life. All things are possible. So, what's been done? What's being done has been done, you call it forth from heaven. We rule on earth from our heavenly home. We keep worshiping so that we have a perspective of how big God is, otherwise, and what heaven's like. So we have to do that, and we become a demonstration of heaven on earth, and we change the atmospheres bringing heaven to earth is we have revelation of heaven you've got to go where you have the revelation of heaven in order to bring it if you have nothing you you follow you can't you can't just say on earth as it is in heaven your will be done okay we because we've all heard that negative no let's talk concretely what does the bible say and what can we declare with confidence here Yeah? yeah do you have a word of knowledge bill Does anybody have a word of knowledge here about anything going on? Because I sure would like to have it if there is one. Hmm. Okay. See, I think God is going to shift things. Yeah? How many world changers do we have here? Every hand should be up what are you going to change about the world? What are you called to do? You know, and I'm not saying this to be like, it's not like this thing of like, oh, I'm all that and a bag of chips. It's knowing that you're called for certain things. I know I'm a mouth. Therefore, I better say what God has for me to say. It's my responsibility i have to say what god wants me to say some of you are a mouth some of you are a hand some of you you know have giving gifts there are all these gifts and they're straight from heaven and you have to know so that you can do it and we create heaven on earth and what makes people hungry yay huh okay so any questions Okay, you don't have to ask a question. So we're going to pray now. Lord, I thank you for this place. We declare in this place heaven on earth. In Jesus' name, in this place, we declare a release. I just saw while we were worshiping, you know, there is a breakthrough coming. I saw this sword just like cutting through the stuff to pull back the curtain, to pull back the thing of revelation of who God is and what he's gonna do, what he wants to do. It is for us, and we declare it, and we declare the veil has been torn in the name of Jesus. We are before the mercy seat of God because the lamb paid for it and we thank you Lord and we thank you for the healing we thank you for the deliverance and the power We thank you for your generosity and your provision. We declare the way, uh, even uh, what I see is people uh, going out, you know, like being sent in different places, that we declare the provision and the pathways to keep moving and keep spreading in the name of Jesus. We declare it over you in Jesus' name. And we declare boldness of the Holy Spirit. Thank you lord for the breakthrough thank you for what you're doing here in jesus name we bless you amen okay now uh we're going to do prophetic teams that's going to be happening over here so even if i could have some people on the prophetic teams uh, help set up chairs and stuff. We have prayer teams over here. If you want prayer for healing, uh, this will be happening. And, of course, the cafe's open, and so we have any number of things. Please make it a fun fellowship time because you're going to do it for the next million years in heaven. <laughs> Bye. Bye.